Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. This next story is great. It's their queerness. It's their journey about their mental health. It's coming from their mouths. They're going to tell you all the different things because they're just a human trying to exist and be themselves. Enjoy. Um, so I was thinking about this. Like, There's so many aspects to my personality. I think there's like a lot of things that were shaped by a lot of different things from my different passions and uh, just like my interactions with people and like the traveling that I've done over the years. Uh, but I think I would focus on like my mental health journey and then like just how my interactions with people in high school and everything shaped me in a way. And then how that also in a way like connects to me being queer. So um, just some more background on me. So I was always that, um, I was like that overachiever kid, you know, who was like, always acing everything and like involved in all kinds of extracurriculars you could think of and not because I had something to prove simply because I wanted to like try different things out my parents always like encouraged me to like explore knowledge and like I grew up reading encyclopedias for fun like I I was that person yeah I was that person I was I was like a very quiet shy kid to be very honest um my like if you look at like the remarks on my in like my parent teacher reports they were always like she needs to speak more she she's very smart but she's very quiet like there was always stuff like that um and i would say growing up i did not i, I mean i did not have like the most stable friends uh i think people were intimidated by the fact that i was so uh, ambitious in general i think and i i've only realized this much like much later and often people would get get jealous i guess or feel intimidated and they would like uh act out in ways that hurt me and like I would feel isolated and growing up my parents always told me they're just jealous ignore that ignore that some friends have stuck by my side though and I'm grateful for those people because I know they're like genuine Um, but I think there was a major shift that um, happened around ninth grade I would say Um, so like start of high school so I've been in my in the same school for like basically my entire schooling except for like nursery um yeah it was like one combined k-12 school so knew the teachers everyone knew me the principal knew me like I was a very prominent figure I would say (laughs) just like people knew me because I was like on the stage for example doing debate or like hosting events the stuff like that i I somehow danced and sang too, which I'm not the best at. Like, I did a lot of random stuff, basically. Um, (laughs) uh, Anyways, so I think ninth grade, um, I don't know. I I genuinely don't know what happened. I kind of became more extroverted. I think I started talking more to people. I think it happened. uh, I think I was in a stable friend group for once, and I think that pushed me to, like, connect more with people. That does help, yeah. Yeah, but then that friend group broke apart later. Um, um, well, we had to try for a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, but then I think that pushed me to, like, go, get out more and everything. Uh, but, okay, so my mental health started deteriorating after I dated someone. Um, okay, so, to, like, okay, there's, like, so many things to mention, but 
promise I, I, I promise you guys it connects it all connects I it fits um, so I've always been very like open about my feelings so the first time I had a crush on a guy um, we were like kind of like enemies but like not enemies Ooh, the f- enemies to yeah trope. yeah yeah basically <laughs> that um this was like fifth grade and a fifth grade and then i don't know i think i found out another girl liked him and i thought he liked her more than me so i just like went up to him and confessed to him that i liked him like i i don't think i've ever felt that um like that thing where you like you know you have to wait for a guy to approach you first in fact i would say that I've been very assertive and proactive in almost all of my relationships. I've always, like, I'm usually the first person to go and, like, be like, hey, I I like you, or, like, do you want to, like, hang out and see how it's going to go? So, and oh, it's a funny story. Um, so, same person. He said he liked me, but he rejected me. It was an interesting situation. And then I decided to give him a chocolate on Valentine's Day, which I kept in his bag. And then he took it out in front of the class. And he was like, someone kept a chocolate in my bag. And the teacher was like, who did it? Because, okay, so India's in general pretty conservative. I would say because I come from like a bigger city, it's still a little better. It's more open. But then I don't think they would... It's pretty conservative. Yeah. I don't think they would want sixth graders to date. So at least like there. So... uh, I was in trouble, basically, for the chocolate, and the, she was about to start an investigation, and I've always been so, like, proud about my feelings, I'm like, there's nothing wrong, I don't know why, like, I thought that way, I'm, I'm glad I, th- I thought that way, um, because it's allowed me to be really honest and open with people around me, yeah. and I just, like, raised my hand, and I was like, I did it, and I did not get into trouble for it, because I was honest about it, but then now everyone knew, and we were kind of bullied for it a little bit, for, like, a little bit, but that's okay, um, I was like never ashamed of my feelings and I'm still like proud of like, younger me for being like that. Anyways, ninth grade, um, I date my, like that's my first boyfriend though. Um, and he, uh, now I realize it, it was a toxic environment for me. Uh, he didn't realize it, like we're friends now. He also didn't realize he was toxic to me. But when he broke up with me, he was also my best friend, by the way. He knew all my weaknesses. So he targeted all my weaknesses to push me away. And basically that was what like, like triggered my depression in a way um so 10th grade I'm away from my friend group I'm still in touch with people I was the connecting link but there's no friend group per se and um that's when I start having like medical issues there's like blood work involved I was basically anemic but then a report got messed up so they thought I had like blood cancer or I was just getting tests in and out for a a big mess up to like yeah, yeah yeah it was it was yeah it was quite quite a good time you know just like getting blood tests every morning and my grades also start to slip up a little and that's the first time you know like so my parents do not care they are like you do you we understand it happens they never they did not care about my grades ever and I think that's what like it was all self-motivated and I think that was a really healthy thing for me but then what wasn't healthy was how I felt about my grades because I felt that I was not good enough anymore if I was like struggling academically, something that came very easily to me before. What I was not acknowledging was that the difficulty level's going up and I'm trying to pursue STEM and the arts at the same time. Mm. So I'm basically everywhere and there will be trade-offs happening. And if I go in depth with one thing, sometimes I'll miss out on other things. And it was something that it's been a, it's, it took me a long time to understand that, that I have limited energy and it's okay to not be perfect at everything. Of course. Yeah. So back then I wasn't like that. And so I basically 
started stressing more and more and more. Uh, I didn't realize that. Um, and la- this later builds up later. I, I'll, it, it ha- something happens in 11th grade, but this is still 10th grade. Um, and I once again try to be proactive and I get rejected again. And I think at that point, I, I am aware, I am depressed. I have lost interest in my biggest passion, astronomy, which was something I discovered in seventh grade. And like astronomy has been my life since, okay? And I started losing interest in everything. I did not care about talking to people. I was not sleeping. Or if I was sleeping, it didn't make a difference. It was, it's a weird phase. I think my high school years are like kind of all really blurry because of this, but then some moments I do remember. And that is what I'm gonna mention like right now. So. I remember telling my best friend and she didn't believe me. She was like, don't do this to me. I, I know you're not depressed and like, you're just overthinking it. And like, now she understands it. But back then, you know, she was in 10th grade too. And I understand it's, it's because it's not like very, mental health is not talked about, especially oh, yeah. for the youth. And no, it's, a huge it's, it's, it's already like a topic. This country is, this country is really bad about it. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. And I would say the U S is more liberal in comparison to India about a lot yeah. more, a lot of things. And so it's even worse there where like, Adult mental health is also not recognized at all, you know? So um, here's the thing. I had, I got in touch with someone and I was diagnosed. So I was diagnosed with depressive disorder. Here's the thing. I couldn't start therapy without my parents' consent and permission. And that is something that I never got. Um, so end of 10th grade, I'm deciding to change schools and everything. I'm like, I, I want to like change. Like, I think this is when like the start, I was very, I had escapist tendencies. And I, I didn't know that. So I was never um, suicidal, but I did want to escape the life that I was in. And so that was like one way that was showing up in my life. And I realized that like now when I look back at it and I wanted to just like change my school, but then I ended up staying because I met my now now ex-boyfriend, but someone that I'm really grateful for, I met him. So as you can tell, I grew up in a very heteronormative society, you know. Well, India is very, 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 very that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even more there than it was here. Exactly. Yeah. So I met him end of 10th grade, and he was kind of the reason why I stayed. And I think he really supported me with my mental health and everything. So now this is where it starts getting messy. The 11th grade is like the breaking point when everything goes downhill. Um, so... 11th grade was when I was the best at best, I would say, when it came to career stuff. I was like advancing rapidly, doing research, doing astronomy programs, writing poetry, just like everything that I wanted to do. And I had great friends too, and it was going really well. But then my academics at the actual school were going downhill because India, so the Indian education system, especially when you do the national curriculum for the sciences in 11th and 12th grade, uh, the, there's like different streams or concentrations that you can pick. When you do the sciences, it's hard. Like people fail physics. We like more than half of my grade was failing physics. Okay, like it's like that. Physics and chem really get hard. And um, I took it a step further. I'm an overachiever, right? So I basically combined two of the science streams, which is something that people usually don't unless until they want to live in a sh- under shell and like never come out into the public, okay? It's like I combined physics, chem, math, bio, English, and then I took on a sixth subject on top of that to self-study, which was psychology. And I'm doing extracurriculars, okay? I'm involved in theater. I'm, I'm taking on psychology and taking on that. Yeah, I was. I, it, it is. And I was just doing everything. I did military training for a bit too. Like, I was, yeah. It's just Obviously, all this over. Is like, you were trying to hide or prove something that you weren't getting to yet, I'm assuming. Oh, no. So it's just like, okay, so I still don't think I've been, I was trying to prove anything because I didn't. Not prove, but um, navigate through something that you weren't quite sure of yet, I believe. 
Yeah, I, I think for me, it's more, mostly been my curiosity leading me into situations. And I think I've just been curious about a lot of things growing up in general. I think it came from like me reading encyclopedias, right? Uh, so sure. I just, I was just like always Knowledge very curious. Yeah. So that is why I got into military training, despite not being the most fit person around. <laughs> okay. I, I tried basketball for a bit. I've done like a lot of random stuff. Were you stuff. born? What month? Um, April, two, April 2003. You're an April? Taurus. I'm a Taurus. Oh my God, you're like two years older than me. hmm uh, So, yeah, I did a lot of random stuff, but mostly because I was curious. And then I think that's helped me, like, solidify my understanding of what I want to do with my life and what works well for me, what doesn't work well for me. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to do stuff that doesn't work well for me. It just means I know that I have to put in a lot more work into it if I want to be good at it. So when did you, um, when did you finally... Uh... I'll skip ahead for you just a little. Just so, when did you finally start discovering you? Eleventh grade. Eleventh grade. Eleventh grade. So, like, since seventh grade, I knew astronomy is a part of my life, and I think in our ninth grade, I got into poetry. I just didn't know it would be a big part of my life now. But I was like, that's how I identified myself. Like, I was like, I'm an astronomer. I'm a big time nerd, but I'm like a cool nerd. And like, so tenth grade when okay, so when end of tenth grade when I started dating my ex boyfriend, it was like. Um, he was a very popular kid. So it was, we tried keeping it a secret, but it went out so quickly. Like everyone, so everyone's eyes were on me. And I basically became super popular somehow. And people were like, oh my God, she's dating him. And like, it was like a big shock for people. It was kind of like, how did the popular kid end up with like someone who's like, not that they didn't think I was not cool, more like she's so academically driven. Why is she dating someone who's basically not? not like her we were like polar opposites okay maybe like the nerd and jock yeah basically the nerd and jock trope so people were just like wow how is that happening Um, (laughs) so anyways 11th grade all of this is happening um i think i did associate my self-worth in a way with my grades and i didn't realize that um so i do this amazing summer program at harvard and i come back but for that i skip two months of school so because the indian summer doesn't align with the american summer and when i got here we had midterms and let's just say I didn't do the best. I basically, I self-taught myself all the syllabus in like one month. So obviously I wouldn't do the best, but that there's this thing called a scholar trophy, which you get for being a scholar for six years. And that was like my final year. So I was supposed to get the scholar trophy next year if I kept up my grades. But the way I did my midterms, there was no way that I was going to get the scholar trophy without getting like a 99% in my finals, which was not going to happen given the difficulty of the subjects. But then I was not ready to accept that. And that is where my anxiety began. So I would just like lock myself up in a room, study like 18 hours a day, not sleep. I was getting what I would now call anxiety attacks, but I wasn't, I wasn't aware of that. And like my depression worsened. I felt disconnected from everything, everyone and everything. And honestly, my 11th grade finals were the lowest I'd ever been. I was crying every night. And that's why I'm grateful for my boyfriend because he supported me through it. And I'm genuinely surprised. A popular kid. Yeah. Yeah, he supported me through it. And like, I, I don't like, I, I don't want to refer to him as like just a popular kid or a jock because right. he's more than that. He's, it's easier for people to listen when we're listening. Yeah, I know. Uh, but in, in case he listens to this, just <laughs> so you know, uh, say that I'm very grateful for him. Um, okay, and there's one more factor that comes into play here. And that is the most important one because that has defined my relationships with people. So I was bullied uh, and not because of everything else, 
so there's this uh, so student council at my school student government or student council however you want to call it was a big deal at my school and i was definitely like a front runner for uh, the head girl like that's like the role head boy and the head girl uh, from two there's two ways you can get the position either you can um, get it through being really good at extracurriculars or you can be, get it through being really good academically and i was good in both ways so i was a front runner for both of those head girl positions there's an open competition okay one of those people we openly declare like you know we both know for a fact we both get it but it's like who will get what it was just like funny like that but then i start realizing that there are rumors about me very interesting rumors about me so they didn't play fair they came up with the scheme to spread rumors about me to bring me down and not just to the people who were my friends to the teachers so that i wouldn't get as many extracurricular opportunities or if my grades were slipping like everyone else's the teachers eyes would be on me and they would be like you're failing you know like you your life is going downhill and all of that stuff so it got up to me like 3 months after it started and that was the day it all came crashing down i i literally had like screenshots and proof and i could i knew exactly what every single person around me had said about me and that was genuinely so upsetting because all this time i thought these people were amazing i was so happy in 11th grade my closest friends obviously were still by my side but these new friendships that i was making that i was happy about it just all came crashing down and most of it was women so i think it impacted my relationship with women in general because i felt that women are just like envious of me or jealous of me for either my boyfriend or my grades or my extracurriculars or anything and it really brought me down so that also contributed to my anxiety because i stopped going to school at all like i would just wake up cry and tell my parents i'm sick it, it and still my parents did not let me go to therapy because they were like why won't you talk to us we and i'm not going to tell you people are calling me a slut so it was just a very rough time for me and so end of 11th grade my grades okay my grades were the worst in physics and as an astrophysics major now obviously i cared i didn't care about any subject but i cared about physics and i almost failed physics in fact my one of my teachers called me back and she told me that she gave me an extra point just to make sure that i passed and she was just like you're not studying physics what's up and i was just like <laughs> and i started telling my teachers about my mental health too okay so this is where my mental health journey gets frustrating because i'm telling my teachers i'm telling people around me i'm telling the adults around me who are responsible for my mental health that hey i'm struggling and everyone's like no you're fine you're involved in this and that and that and that and you're like holding up fine and i'm like at that point i actually start considering like sabotaging myself so that people start seeing that hey she is not okay because everyone thinks i'm okay but i'm not so when i'm say- we're saying that i'm not okay no one believes it um it's not funny cuz you train people so hard like that's the language i use we train people in our lives to see how we want them to see us how we want we want them to perceive us yeah. and then when we start breaking that down from them they're like nah you're fine exactly you can handle it exactly and like no i'm dying on the inside exactly and people were discarded as a phase mm-hmm. which it definitely wasn't i seriously needed help and i'll tell you what happened and how i recovered but um yeah when i look back at it i'm so concerned for the younger me because i was one step away from running away from home and not because that not because i hated the people like i hated my family or something simply because i wanted to escape the life i was in also sad to think about that's queer people right so kids mm-hmm. like that have mental health uh, issues 
and then they're also going through their uh, identifying issues. Mm -hmm. And then if you put in academics on top of that, I don't know. People are just so interesting when they're just like disregard those things. Exactly. I'm like, I don't yeah. think so. You can't disregard that. I can't imagine like why you had to go through that. Like it just sounds. Yeah, difficult. I'm gonna come to like me coming to terms with my sexuality in a bit. It's not as complicated as like it tends to be for other people. But then because my mental health journey was so complicated. Well, that's the thing. Like you, it's all connected. Yeah, it's it not is. Disconnected. Doesn't matter if you have boyfriends, girlfriends. Oh, I mean, but it does. It is connected in the sense that you want people to see you for who you are you want to be accepted but you have to also accept yourself exactly so i was struggling with that right and then so my physics final in 11th grade i actually don't go to it because it's worth 80 percent of my grade by the way and i don't go to it because i'm having panic attacks and i tell my parents this time i'm just like i cannot go and they let me stay in but there's obviously that sense of guilt and like they won't say it but i can i can feel it anyways covid happens right then Mm. and i okay COVID was bad. There's a lot of things that happened. Um, but I'm grateful for the quarantine period that happened. Because... It's interesting. Yeah, I know. That's because so it cut me off from the environment that was contributing to my mental health. It mm. kind of gave me that escape, that, you know, that thing that I needed, the drastic change in my life. And so I was in my room for, like, I don't even know, two months. <laughs> I genuinely don't remember that phase. I basically just in a way disconnected from reality I was just like floating through life but I didn't have to do anything right I was in my home all day so and one day I think I started like it's it's weird I how blurry your memory gets when it comes to um mental health related stuff but yeah one day I was just like oh it's been a while since I've read a book and like slowly I started getting back into like my interest because that curiosity started coming back I was still a little depressed, I will say that. I still needed therapy. I really like emphasized the importance of therapy because if I had gotten therapy before, I wouldn't need such a drastic change in my life to improve my mental health. Um, and I slowly start getting back into my interests and that's when I start thinking, why didn't anyone believe me? And that's when I remember this one moment from 11th grade. I used to do this thing, there was a club called Inter- like Interact Club basically. Um, there's a Hindi word for it. It means touch or like, you know, it's like influence someone in a positive way. Um, so through that, basically, I was a peer moderator and I would go and have conversations with younger kids. And Funny. yeah, I know people thought I was OK. And my teachers didn't care what I was saying to those kids. So I would always tell them that I might look OK, but don't be like me and like overburden yourself, overwork yourself. Um, also, at this time, I'm starting to like become bi curious, but I'm right, just here it comes. yeah. That's yeah. That's where I was like yeah. Eleventh and twelfth grade was like a great time for me, you know, yeah. because being like being like in quarantine and everything, it gave me time to think about a lot of things that I cared about. And I was like, wait, I'm in a relationship, but then I'm kind of attracted to women. But then I'm like, but women don't like me, you know. So it was like a lot of that inner conflict coming from like my experiences. Oh, that's interesting, because you got bullied by your exactly classmates. exactly. So it was just a weird time for me but then I start talking about mental health with people so I started a social media initiative I plan to start an organization nice. so we still have to get the legal stuff done but it's it's on pause at the moment because I'm in college but I start that and everyone starts talking about mental health there's so many people and I think that fundamentally changes something in me because it makes me feel that my mental health is important it's like I feel validated in a way, which was something I never got from people around me. So in a way, I healed through my community over time. Talking about mental health really liberated me. And still at this time, I'm bi-curious, okay? 
I start having these conversations with my boyfriend. And he's like, he's chill with it, actually, which is pretty nice. Uh, but then I realize I'm bisexual. I just like, I start interacting with these people, right, through my mental health work. Mm. And one of these girls, I'm editing her mm. videos, and I'm just like, I really like her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's, it just suddenly hits you. It just, oh, it does, doesn't oh. it? It's like a wave. You're like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Got it. it. I had like a full on like crush on her and that it took a full on proper crush on someone for me to be like Well and also you opened up the the (laughs) the wave of like people just confessing to you. Yeah. They're like, Yeah, I have mental health problems too. This is what I'm going through and you're like, Whoa, 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 whoa and you realize so many people are on the same page. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then you fall in love. I mean, not fall in love, but then you have a crush on this girl. Yeah. Anyways, and that's when her boyfriend gets insecure. Well, because well, early, earlier he was like... His manhood. Not, not really. I think his insecurity came more from the fact that earlier he thought, you know, I have to be the best man in a way. But yeah, so kind of manhood. Well, but it's because it's ingrained in that culture. Yeah, yeah. In a way, yeah. But then I think for him, the insecurity came from like basically his competition pool doubling, but then he can't compete with women, right? right. So um, he was just insecure that, you know, when I go to college, for example. So it was like already clear that I'm going to come to the come to the States or like some other country because I wanted to pursue an astro program that like fit my needs. <laughs> So he knew I was going to either it's going to be long distance anyway. So yeah. he was like starting to get insecure. Okay. It's so this is not 12th grade, right? 12th grade was when like my 12th grade started in COVID, ended in COVID. It was great. I did not study. I was free from that environment. There's moments when my anxiety did come back, but I'm going to skip over that. It's a little unnecessary to my like um, story as like just like a bisexual person. Um, anyways, he breaks up with me. New Year 2021. Um, simply it stemmed from his insecurities and of course not yeah i wouldn't say that me being bi was like fully contributing to it there were a lot of factors with like covid you know like deteriorating his mental health and the academic pressure to graduate 12th grade because we were supposed to have in-person final exams which are basically like worth everything yeah um after studying online for like the entire year so it was like a big like mental health like breaking point for almost all indian students in my grade um and it did it does get cancelled in the end because the second wave hits India and that's devastating. Um but it kind of frees me in a way because okay, so at this time I'm broken up and okay, so when this guy breaks up with me, somehow I am not as depressed as I was with the first breakup. Because this time I think I have a better understanding of myself and I know for a fact You didn't run to your crush online and be like, Hey, guess what? <laughs> no, no. Oh no. I knew I Oh oh no, she was straight. Um I uh, knew that. I, I told her. I told her later, I told her I had a crush on you. You're the person when we realize I'm like fully bye. She was flattered. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah, no, we I'm still friends with her. Of course. Of uh course. anyway, so I just spend the summer before college chilling, like I do nothing. Because in India I had no active pool. Like there's like I had I knew like one openly gay person and he was like literally like ostracized by the people in the school. So I know, I know. it was just yeah. like and but then I make the bold move and I put bye in my Instagram bio. Because I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna be out and proud. I don't care what these people say, they've already said so much shit about me. But then that becomes a new talking point. And this time I don't care. I think they're still talking about it. I know they were talking about it like a couple of months earlier as well. Like I heard like a couple months ago. Yeah, I know. I know. It's been like forever. I know. They're still talking about it. That's and I'm just the like problem right there. It's like get over yourselves because you're being yourself and people don't like that. And then yeah. I came out to my parents. 
So this is like summer before college and I'm like I know who I am. I know like I'm true to myself and I'm like why should I hide this part of my personality my, my myself from my parents? And I mean I do kind of get the point. I, I that they basically my mom had issues with me being like they were like you never told us you like men. Why are you telling us you like women too now? <laughs> that was that was her point which kind of makes sense. Like they just don't want to be involved in my romantic or sexual life. But yeah. at the same time It's pretty impressive though cuz Indian parents technically want to be oh, involved no. in all of it. Oh. I feel like a lot of parents yeah. But then they had issues with me being bi though. So I what I did was I didn't know how to say it to them in person. So I we have a family group chat. I sent them a bi oh, gif. The thing? Yeah, I sent them a bi gif and I was like with the bi flag and like a doll spinning on it. Yeah. And I sent them, "Hey, personal news. So I'm bi and I like both men and women." And I gave them an explanation and I'm like, "I'm still the same me and all of that." And like it's a nice short thing. Uh my mom is like, "What is this?" in the group chat. Then she leaves the group. Oh, by the way, I have a younger sister. She knew all about it. So like ever since I came out like to everyone else but my parents and family, she knew about it. And she's younger. She's 4 years younger. She was chill with it. She's super chill. Uh but my parents thought that I'm influencing her in a negative way. They thought I was rebelling basically. So remember like my struggles with mental health when they didn't believe me? Yeah. They kind of thought it's like an extension of that. Oh, wow. uh, not that I was like struggling mentally, but they thought that you know what they were like. We've done everything. We've given you so much freedom. Everything is that how you're gonna like be? Are you gonna rebel against us? And they just thought it was a phase. It was like just the way my mental health was seen as a phase. My bisexuality was seen as a phase, and I think it still is. We don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. So there was like a lot of drama. No, my dad has never spoken a word about it. Well, he didn't speak about my relationships either. But like you know, he was just like observant, not the most happy, but he was just there. You know. Yeah. I feel like with bisexuality, a lot of people consider it a phase. Like, if someone comes out as bisexual, they're like, "You're just saying that so you can be special because you're actually straight, or you're just saying that because you're actually gay and like stuff like that." It's just like a horrible thing. It's so funny because there's history of that. I mean, it's a, I don't know sexuality in general. Give me whatever the fuck you want. Like, yeah, like you are who you are. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Such limitations. And I know in India there's a hard limitations on it and mm-hmm. people don't talk about it. You didn't even talk about mental health, never mind your sexuality. That's why I had to bring both of those up because yeah. they're connected because there's like a lot of parallels between both of them. Of course. And then when I came to the US, right? So like 2 months they didn't talk to you me. Must, your mind must have been blown when you came to the, the U. Well, you oh, came before that though. Right? Yeah, I came like last year. So wait, last year? Did you go to Harvard? Oh no, but that's when I was like not like oh, nothing. Nothing. Like, I wasn't even like aware that I'm bi-curious. Uh, I was just... You were just doing school. Yeah. Uh, but um, when did I come? 2021? Yes, last year. Yeah, it's been a while. Wow. Yeah. So I got here. I kiss a girl for the first time. And Yay. I'm like... And I'm like actually like... Okay. I go to frat parties. That's a different thing. But um, I go to the frat parties more for the women than for the guys. <laughs> and like... It's like a big ego boost for me because I feel like, wait, women are interested in me too. And I think... I mean, I still have to date date a girl. I still have to like get into that. I feel like because growing up in a heteronormative environment, I like when I think of my future, I kind of envision myself with a man, which is not going to be the case. I know for a fact that I'm going to be happy with a woman equally. It's just because I don't have any experience with that. Um, I can't do it. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, coming to the U.S. has definitely been great for my sure. like you know, journey as a queer person. Uh, I felt really accepted and welcomed here. Um, Sorry about the abrupt, you know, ending to that, but we had an ongoing conversation. I just wanted to let let you hear that.
it's just a story. They're from India originally, and they wanted to share their story because mental health, um, who you are as a person, how you exist in this world is so important, and that is connected to mental health. And having the support around you is really important. You know, if you want any information, you can, um, more information on like different services and different outlets um, inside of it all, inside of like mental health and queerness, you can go to my website, of course, to queeruniverse.org. But yeah, I just thought this was a really important story just to hear like a whole story um, leading up to, because you know, people disassociate like who they are from not exceeding so like if you're like in a place where you feel like everything is crashing around you and you're not being your authentic self but people are actually the funny thing is people are actually reading you but not being your authentic self they're reading you for that and then when you are they also read you for that so it seems like there's like a hard place to land somewhere but once you honestly are just yourself and you accept that um for you only you doesn't matter about anybody else you accept yourself for who you are um then you find love within that's in there and you find you actually find your tribe and your people and, and you get to exist in the world as yourself. And if people don't like that, then they can, they can go away, <laughs> quite honestly. So that's it. So more information on like a lot of like ways to like learn stuff about queerness and mental health and just to exist as yourself, you can go to my website, queeruniverse.org. Uh, I just think that's an important resource and that's why I'm here for you. I love you all. I hope you heard it. I hope you're listening. I hope this is helping. And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and thanks for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.